Alpha, you know what I need. Teenagers with attitude. That's correct, Alpha. Teenagers with attitude. What's wrong? Everybody, welcome to Teenagers with Attitude, the show where a bunch of grown adults sit around and talk about teenagers in tightly colored clothing fighting monsters. Um, or this week, slightly less adults because we had an absolute train wreck where half of our cast called out sick at the last second. But that's okay because nothing stops us talking about a 25-year-old kids show. It's very, very important. Um, I'm Zach, and joining me this week we've got Mike. Hey, I'm very sleepy. Yes, we have we have me, we have a sleepy mic, and we have Joel. Hey, this episode has a giant turtle robot in it. It's great. <laughs> That's the only way I got Joel out. Even I was like, Joel, turtles. <laughs> um. So yeah. Fun this- fact: Do you remember that old like uh, video of a kid dressed like a zombie saying, "I like turtles"? That was Joel. It's true. Turtle. That's basically that's basically my psyche. Yes. <laughs> That's just what's, like, if someone were to inception into your brain, it would just be that over and over again? Yeah, like, there's layers of it. Okay. It's turtles all the way down. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's convenient because one turtle holds up all the other turtles, uh, like in Discworld. I made a nerd reference. Also, I guess a mythology thing. Anyway, let's move on. Um, So, hi. We're here. Hi. It, we are post Power Rangers movie, um, which means that we're going to do a talking about things. Uh, hold on. Da-da-da-da. Talk about things. Oh, wait, I have, a, I have a thing to play. I'll do it anyway. Anyway. So, uh, yeah, so this is, this is going to be kind of weird because, like, this, because we pushed the episode forward for the sake of expediency and timeliness, I guess, uh, you will have, you, like, the Power Rangers movie from your perspective. The episode of the Power Rangers movie from the listener's perspective was two weeks ago. For us, it was one week because we recorded the last episode before the movie. Yeah. And it got all weird. As we're recording this, there's an episode we haven't put out yet that we recorded like a month ago. Like, it's really weird what happened with our timeline because of us pushing the Power Ranger, the movie episode out as soon as we could. So we haven't done a regular episode of this show in like kind of a while. So. Anyway, it'll be fun. Um, and there's turtles in it. So here's the, th- okay, here's the thing. Here's talking about things for this week. 
I have one very, very fast thing about the movie, and then I swear I'm done. Uh, because a, I think I've, I've heard those words before. Luke would come through the microphone and kill me, even though he's not on the is, podcast. Is the very, um, very fast thing the pterodactyl zord? Because it seemed like it could move. No, it's uh, it is the rumor slash. There was an interview with the cast of Power Rangers where, uh, of the film where they asked, uh, "Who would you like to cast as as Tommy?" And basically all of the the cast members asked, suggested that a woman be cast as the Green Ranger Tommy for the next movie. Um, I think that'd be cool. I don't know about you guys. I mean, like, it would be cool to have it be three and three, first of all. And also, I don't really think there's anything about Tommy that, like, has to be a dude. There's not really... Like, that's not required. No, not it really. It just has to be someone who's completely obsessed with karate. Like that's the also, only- I mean, at this point, it doesn't 100% look like there's going to be a sequel regardless, so why not just throw shit at the wall? Yeah, that's the other thing is that uh, despite a fairly uh, fairly good opening weekend, the box office fell pretty sharply for the second week, so right now we're not sure. Um, I read some interview or some stuff that was talking about the fact that with how important franchises are now, it may not matter. We might get one anyway because Lionsgate yeah, doesn't I, have one a, a franchise really. Personally, I feel like like this movie just basically needs to make its money back at some point. In order it also to depends on how yeah, like DVDs, and it hasn't opened to Japan yet, so like we don't know yet. But it did kind of crash the second. And man. also, how much would a, a pr- supposed sequel cost to make? Right. You know? Can we talk about? Real quick, as someone who even like had a good time at that re- that uh live action remake of the Jungle Book, what the fuck is going on with this Beauty and the Beast thing? It's it made a fragillion dollars, which is a number they had to make up for how much money that it made. Like yeah, I, I don't, don't understand I what's don't going get it. on. <laughs> I, I've talked to people who are like super into Disney and like aren't super down on the whole remaking all of the animated movies who said it was really nothing like i mean i i've talked to some people who liked it i've talked to some people who are like yeah it kind of seemed because the thing about the the jungle book one is like it's fairly different yeah it's like also it, it, and also the like cast is so crazy like star-studded that it, it might be fun from that angle, but I don't really think this is. Yeah, so. no. Like, you, know, like, I, you know what I think a huge factor is, and this is a factor that folks don't often think about when it comes to box office. Okay. Beauty and the Beast remake is PG. Yeah, Orange that's remake true. Is PG thirteen? That's true. So, um, and while there's not a whole like like let's face it, getting kids into a PG thirteen movie that's not very rigidly enforced. You know, some dude making minimum wage behind the counter at a movie theater doesn't give a single flying fuck. Right. But, Parents are going to take their kids to see Beauty and the Beast. They're going to be a bit more hesitant when they see that PG thirteen rating on fucking yeah, Power Rangers. It, 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 you know, the 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 I went twice, and both showings had peep had like a fair number of people, but there were also six simultaneous screen showings of Beauty and the Beast going on at the same That's time. It's a ridiculous number. Yeah, it was crazy. So, like, I, I don't know, I. I, I could also see some exec being like, well, what do you expect? We were up against Beauty and the fucking Beast. I don't know why they sound that way, but <laughs> they do in this version of the story. Um, anyway, I didn't mean to linger on that too long, so I guess we'll see in the coming months if we get a second one. I hope so, and I hope they do a Lady Tommy. That would be cool. Why the fuck not? Like, At least I hope that uh, 
that like we see some promising careers for the uh, for the cast of the movie because they right. did yeah. Look good. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, absolutely. That cast deserves better than what usually happens to I, I haven't. Actors. I don't know that I've mentioned this here before, uh, but I one of my favorite film critics is Mark Kermode, who's a British film critic who does stuff for the radio mostly, but he's also on YouTube. And um, the the phrase he used, he said, "I so I watched Power Rangers. I really like the cast and." And then he like put both his hands up by his ears and did like the flat palms like shrug thing and was like, and it wasn't entirely terrible. And that's kind of how I feel like a lot of my friends have felt about it. So, um, I think anyway, that, I think that sums up the like critical consensus. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, so let's move on, um, and talk about some other things, uh, which are, is kind of a cool thing that, uh, uh, somebody, it's really me bothering towards, me how you're how much I'm going to keep doing it because it makes me happy and it makes you upset. So that's the best way, the best reason to do anything, essentially. Um, but you, uh, you sound like like a, a middle school teacher trying to be hip in 1997. <laughs> what, what, yeah, what's up, fellow kids? Uh, so, um, man with the machine gun is a, a user on our our um, Facebook group, and he after the movie also we, a fantastic. Like audio track, just FYI. Okay. Uh, he went through the entire first season again after um, watching the movie, uh, and he came up with some stats for how good the different rangers are at different aspects of being a Power Ranger that are are pretty interesting. Um, and I want you guys to guess. Who you think has the most of the following categories? Okay, uh, solo monster kills. Jason. Yeah. Okay. Assists, which in in this is defined as partial credit in a situation where the team would have lost without the contribution of that ranger. Uh, Zach or Billy? I want to say. Okay. I'm and a, then I'm towards Zach as well. Um, a major. Enemy defeated, aka someone like Goldar or Zed, a heavy hitter who isn't going to be blown up on a weekly basis. Um, going with Jason again. Okay, so Jason has. Jill didn't get the answer. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I mean, I Jason makes the most sense. Uh, I'm gonna say Tommy though, just because he gets so many special fights. Okay, so Jason gets eleven solo kills by himself. Uh. Minotaur, Pudgy Pig, Madam Woe, Spitflower, Twin Man, Pumpkin Rapper, Mutant Ranger Yellow, Mutant Ranger Pink, Cardiotron, Crystal of Nightmares, which he counted as a monster for some reason, but whatever, he would still win by a mile. Uh, and one of these super putties, which he counted out each super putty that they fought. Um, number two is Kimberly. She got six. Hell yeah. Uh, and, and I think we remember, or at least I remember talking about her fucking bow a lot, like early on in the show, especially. Yeah, that bow is yeah. a plot point a lot in Zhu Ranger. I do wonder, like, how, how many of these Jason kills are like, well, he was the guy who pointed the, the super blaster or whatever, you know? Yeah, that's uh, but, true. Like, but we, I do, I do remember a hell of a lot of like monsters being killed specifically with Kimberly's bow in the first season. Oh, he does say the uh, Power Blaster kill kills are credited to Jason because he's actually aiming and firing the weapon. 
However, yeah, see, if that, you do not count them, if you do not that's... count them, then Kimberly actually wins. So there you well, go. Well, I don't count them, so Kimberly wins. Okay. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah, um, I'm actually I'm actually with Mike on that because it's like the person that that's like that's like crediting Jason with every Megazord kill just because he's at the helm. That that's fair. I'll accept this. Um, Zach gets six assists. So, uh, in this case, he fights the nasty knight by himself before it gets defeated by the whole team. The pine octopus, the, I don't remember the spider tron at all. <laughs> so that tells you. How. Uh, spider tron was the thing that came out of the statue, I believe. Okay. And I the- think, and I think in both cases, the spider tron and the, and the, uh, pine octopus, I think he did the freezy beam. Okay. Gotcha. Cool. From cool. the Mastodon. Yeah. I, uh, I feel like the Mastodon's, um, like, ice breath was probably the, like, Zord-specific power that got used the most, like, far and away. Right, short of short yeah. of the Dragon Zord, obviously. Yeah, I think you're right on that. Uh, Gotan, which was, I think, the Goat Robot, Jellyfish Warrior, and Pexter. So I definitely remember Pexter. Um, and then Tommy gets the most major enemies defeated, which, okay, he counted all five of the Power Rangers as five. But he did do that, so like I kind of get it. Um, Boy, that's an there's an asterisk next to that one. Yeah, but but even then, he's got the most by a lot because he also I don't know if you remember uh, is the one who beats Titanus after Tom, uh, Jason goes down, and he's fought Goldar by himself twice, and Tommy or and uh, Jason's only done that once. So yeah. So those are just some cool stats. I thought that was kind of fun. So that just sort um, of like reinforces our sort of assessment of the sort of original team in that Kimberly was the best Power Ranger and Zach is the runner up. Yeah, I yeah. guess that's true. Yeah, fair enough. So, yeah, I just thought that was kind of cool. Um, and also, Jason, he, he does note a couple quick thing like Jason gets two kills with just the T-Rex. So that's cool. Um, and then, like, Tommy doesn't actually solo kill anybody in the first season, which is something that, I mean, makes sense, but is sort of surprising. I think we've kind of realized Tommy is not a very good Power Ranger, at least early. Here's the thing. Green Ranger Tommy is not a very effective Power Ranger. Right. When he becomes the White Ranger, he kind of takes over everything, but... Yeah. So, so thanks to Man with the Machine Gun for... It's weird, just, like... And again, I know this is a point we've made many, many times, but it's weird going back and watching this and just seeing the correlation between, like, the the idea that Tommy became the most popular Power Ranger right away. The kids fucking loved the Green Ranger, and he fucking doesn't do anything. He just doesn't do anything. He's got the biggest sword, but he doesn't do fuck all. If you're a, like, avid watcher of power rangers you probably have an appreciation for people not doing anything because that's a bulk of a lot of the episodes (laughs) yeah i mean i i so like we we already did our big thing on the movie and and we're not going to really rehash it here but i talk i've talked to people in real life who asked me how you know what i thought of it and talked about them a little bit and um i i i brought up often like well, you know, I, I didn't really think that the, the fight part, fighting part of it was great. I liked everything else. And, and almost everybody said like, well, didn't they, they only fight for like the last two minutes of every episode in the show. And I think it's funny that these are people who like haven't seen it since the show was new. 
and they all remember that. I kind I like kinda, the, the, the Megazord fight is usually more Zord summoning sequence than actual fight. Right. Mostly, mostly just from a like a practicality standpoint, it, you're putting people in these nasty suits and having right. them like flail around for a bit. And, like, there's one only so much filmable material you can get out of that, and two, there's only so much they're going to be willing to put up with. But yeah, the 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 failing I think for the movie for me compared to the show was fighting outside of the Zords. Like, yeah, yeah, and I, I'm, the suit again, fight I'm not and non-suited fighting are two things right. that this show actually does really well but i think the movie could have stood to have more of yeah i mean I, and again along i'm along those I, lines now that we're getting into season two not that they have to rely so much more heavily on original american footage we're getting a lot more like putty fights and stuff and i i kind of like that oh yeah i mean we've mentioned it before since they can't fight the the monster before it gets big because their suits don't match the monster but their zords do it means they've been fighting putties a lot more unsuited and suited. And I, yeah, I mean, because those are more fun. They're easier to be dynamic because the putty suits are nothing. Like they're just, they're not wearing well, and, these big bulky. And things. also, like, it's just, you're getting actual trained, like, stage fighters and real life martial artists out there and just having them kind of spar with each other. And, like, yeah, there's something natural about that that I think makes it more compelling. Yeah, it's been fun. I, I really enjoy all that stuff. Now, um, let's, th- there is something I want to say about that, but let's get into it, uh, this week. So this is episode 25 of season two, a monster of global proportions. And we're almost halfway through season two, is, which is, are, are they calling this monster fat? Is this a, is this a mean fat joke? I don't think so. I, th- Though it doesn't really make this, sense this now that I think this about it, is so big that it's got its own orbit. <laughs> it's it's because it's it's causing an international incident, right? But it's not a bigger monster t- than the normal monster. Ambassadors are fucking what the what? Also, so, the monster the monster doesn't cause any incident. Does that just sex the monster on the town after they save the everyone? man? This is another episode we've had a couple of them lately, especially in that three parter where the monster couldn't matter less. Like, there's no way it's, to make this, this monster, monster is literally an afterthought. Yeah, matter any less to the actual yeah, plot. Like, we'll get to it, but at some point, like the fan, the the the, the plan fails, and Zed's like, "God damn it, Goldar, you fucked up." Well, I may as well just send a monster while I'm here. I mean, I'm supposed <laughs> to send a monster, right? So here we go. Like, yeah. Uh, so okay, here's but the I, thing. I'm kind of disappointed that that uh, that Luke's not here for this because we're gonna get into some stuff about like. The rest of the world in this, yeah, and it I'll, kind of I'll calls into question him, our conception of Angel Grove a bit. I'll, I will try to get him to record an explanation for it, uh, but but yeah. So okay, so let's just let's just go over it. Basically, we open in the Jim and Juice Bar as always, except there's a bunch of flags up everywhere, and um, Kimberly and uh, Tommy, as well as the three new people who aren't rangers yet, but everyone else is gone, so, like, somebody's gotta be standing around. Uh, Tommy's talk- dressed really nice, and it's throwing Yeah, I was off. gonna say, Tommy looks like he's dressed for church right now, and I don't know what to make of it. Tommy doesn't look like a fucking scumbag right, like, right now, which he has often since he's been the White Ranger, so... Yeah, I mean, he's dressed in literally, like, a white button-up shirt. It looks very nice. Um... 
Although it also doesn't seem to fit right, so again, he looks like a little kid dressed for church. Yeah. So, Rocky speaking Aisha not, and... Well, speaking of not being able to fit right, Billy is also wearing a button-up shirt that is baggy as hell on him. Right. So, He's got it so, tucked in, and it's like billowing out. It's really weird. So everyone who's not Billy uh, is is standing over watching Billy, because what we are told is that Billy has set up an international team peace conference at the but gym Billy and juice bar. Billy didn't set this up. He's just kind of in charge of it. He's No, they say... Well, he's they hosting Billy? it. Yeah, they say, wow, I can't believe Billy got this together. And I'm like, fucking how? What are his contacts like? I don't understand how he possibly did well, this. Well, Billy's a junior, like, super scientist, so I'm sure he has government contracts. <laughs> Billy was yeah. talking about, like, how worried he was about, like, a peace conference coming up and what it might mean for the team, like, like uh, earlier. Yeah. Like, what? I don't know. So, so here's how the do thi- international relations this work. Is, this is how he deals with that stress. So here's the deal. We've got like creating a bunch more of- international relations. Yeah, it's, he's like, okay, so I'll just I'll just push through this by you know having an international summit to like feel it out, and then once I understand how international summits go, I won't be nervous about this anymore. Um. So here's the deal. We've got six teenagers from different countries. Uh, what I, are I, those? I, what are those countries, Zach? Um, yes. What What are the six most important countries racist. according to James Bond? Uh, so, well, okay. I didn't actually put that together until you just said Wait, that. Really? Because my <laughs> no, first really thought stupid. was, of course. Okay. So, so here's here's the deal. We've got Mexico. We've got Australia. Which, uh, all right, let's put it. Let's just say it. All these costumes, except for one, are racist as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So um, the representative from Mexico is dressed like a fucking bandito. Yeah. The, uh, the, the, the Australian from guy Australia is, has a fucking, uh, what are those called? The st- like, you ever um, seen that Monty Python Bruce sketch? Yeah, but this kind That's of hat has a specific name, uh, and I can't remember what it is. It's a hat with one side, like, pinned up to the thing. It's a Australian hat, but it's, boy, it's on the nose. Um, and then but he's, like, got- dressed like he's going to go out into the bush. Like, he's not wearing what you'd wear at a peace conference. No. Then we've got uh, a, a guy from Russia who literally looks like one of the kids in the hall, which is really weird. And also he's got this very stereotypical haircut. Um, and then let's see. South Africa. Let's not South Africa, South Africa. Yeah. Which thank God they got a black guy from South Africa. Thank you, Jesus. Cause that could have gone real bad easily. <laughs> um, and then, uh, what was the, there's, oh, China. China. And then, of course, I, which, again, I do feel stupid for not noticing this. Good point. The most. The hot the, blonde who's the dressed normal and is going to be a love not, interest for Billy is from Israel. Yep. And she's the only one not wearing, like, a racist outfit. And again, I don't think that Saban sat down and went, what's the most racist outfit? <laughs> like, I don't he think definitely it's sat that. the writing team down and said, look, <laughs> the lady from Israel is going to be in charge of this, and she's going to be a hot blonde. That I, I believe. Budge on this, you but I, I, I genuinely think they were just like, I don't know what do people from Mexico wear. We're idiots. It's well, 1994. And, and also, also, they're aiming it for children, so I'm sure they wanted some sort of visual shorthand, so it would be like 
help really drive home the cultural diversity or whatever, which yeah, I, I mean, the, the, the research for this episode was there? it's a small world after all. Yes, right. Yeah, totally. They look like they're in, in the small world ride at Disney World. And again, I don't think it was on purpose, but boy, like it definitely it, stands yeah. out pretty hard. Um, also, okay, Ernie brings over this fucking statue and this thing is terrifying he hands it to billy and you know how we've talked about how they have to have props that resemble um what the monster is going to turn into have to miss like sells this harder than it should be well that's the thing i was actually gonna bring up because we've talked about that before but like they're the ones who invented how Zed's powers right, work. Right, exactly. Like, Zed could just make this stuff out of nothing. <laughs> so they fucked themselves by by describing Zed as, like, he turns normal shit into monsters. Because this statue is a statue that, like, only fucking H.R. Geiger would make. It's It looks like a four-headed white xenomorph. It's terrifying. I don't understand why anybody it's- would make this. They, well, they give this spiel about how, like, the, yeah, it's a the symbol local, of peace, like, Zach. Yeah, it's a Come symbol on. of peace because the local art class made it. And- Do you remember what, what its four faces stand for? Because uh, this is, again, a example of Power Rangers just, like, saying four things. Yeah, uh, good the four faces things. stand for uh, horror, um, <laughs> terror, um, so- just fucking, just Billy- Mike pissing himself. Yeah. Billy um, says they stand for wisdom, beauty, strength, and vitality. Right. So g- four good things that don't like really have any sort of theme or like. <laughs> and when don't you gather matter. them together, you have the power to defeat the Ganon. Okay. Right. No. Wait. That's a Triforce. There's only three of those. So anyway. Uh, man, how fucked up would it be if Zelda had the Triforce of Beauty? That would be even worse than what we actually have. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so they're talking about how, I mean, this it's so nothing. It's like, together we will, peace, okay, bye. And <laughs> then Balk and Skull walk in, and I love Balk's outfit. I don't, I guess it's just a, it, it's what he normally wears, but he has a new scarf. Is that what that is? He's got this piece of fabric no, over vest. his shoulders. Yeah, he's uh, got a weird new vest. And it's oh, got it's like a vest. Okay. Ziggy zaggy red, purple, and black stripes over his leather jacket. I really That's like that good. vest. And also he's wearing like a skull cap instead of like his weird ass hat that he kind of hasn't worn in a while, which I don't really miss it, to be honest. Uh, um, and Skull, Skull looks like he's a gangster in this one. Skull has one earring that the like chain that it's on is literally like three three inches long. Like it's super long, and then it has like a little pendulum at the bottom of it. I, I kind of like it. it. It looks good for also, him. Also, I think he has a I think he has a little like lock around his neck as like he a has necklace. a padlock on a necklace, symbolizing his virginity until he gets married to Bulk, and then you know he can lose it. That's how that works. Uh, anyway. You, uh, you spoke that with way too much confidence. 
I I started the joke and then was like, I don't know if this plays, but it's too it's too late now. It's too so- late to ask if like our bulk and skull shipping is going too far. Like we're we're well past the point of no return. I mean, it's not our bulk and skull shipping. Unlike, it's unlike, the show's bulk and skull shipping. who obviously haven't gone all the way yet. Yeah, because of the purity necklace. So okay, so bulk is okay. Bulk's made up a lot of crazy fucking jumps in logic this season. This is still a big leap, but it's better than, like... Is it? Yes, it is, because one time he was like, those children uh, dressed up as Power Rangers clearly get bigger and turn into the actual Power Rangers. Okay, but um, hear me out. One, that is a thing that does happen sometimes. Well, not yet. Two... (laughs) Two, those children actually live in Angel Grove and could conceivably be there all the time to save them from monsters. They're fucking magic. They have space robots. They don't have to they live in- They have seen the Power Rangers teleport. Yeah, they don't have to live in Angel Grove. No, but why would an international team of superheroes constantly be saving Angel Grove and specifically Angel Grove? Because uh, Zed only attacks Angel Grove. But why would Zed be attacking Angel Grove? <laughs> Who knows? He's a space wizard! Because the Power Rangers are there! Come on! Okay. Well, in any case, what what happens is It's the they Superman decide... makes Metropolis dangerous argument. Uh, so, so, Bulk decides, hey, these are, like, the super smart top of the, uh, top of their country kids. Clearly this is, um, this, these are the super, uh, these are the Power Rangers. Because also, clearly each nation is going to send the best of the best to fucking Angel Grove. Well, you know, it's it's like that, uh, what was that really horribly racist Sentai, like one of the early ones? You know what oh, I'm talking uh, about? Yeah, Battle Fever J. Battle yeah. Fever J, yeah. yeah. It's like that. Um, so, <laughs> actually, this basically is a reboot of Battle Fever J, because what's going to, anyway, we'll, we'll talk about it when we get there. So, this scene is great. Uh, Bulk and Skull are really good in this episode, and they haven't been for a while. So, like, I'm I'm happy about that. Uh, also, whoever got like a the beta version of Final Cut Pro um, is still discovering the filters because <laughs> we transition out of this scene. Skull winks, and then well, they like wipe the screen into the shape of an eye. Well, Skull doesn't wink. Bulk says we're going to keep an eye on them, and they oh, both shit. close yeah, one eye. Yeah, right. they and both close it, one eye. Right, and then it compresses the uh, the video into the shape of an eye, and then that transition blinks. I love it. I think it's great. <laughs> so that is we some home improvement moon. level of screen transitions. <laughs> we cut to no, the moon. No, don't invoke that name. You know it'll happen. <laughs> and Zed, uh, <laughs> what you think? Like Luke's gonna manifest <laughs> on this call in order? No, to... No, I think Tim Allen's gonna manifest <laughs> on this call. Oh, I don't <laughs> want that. <laughs> no, goddamn. <laughs> so, oh, anyway. <laughs> so anyway. Uh, me, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hate you. Okay, so uh, Zed is what? like. Hey, Hey, this is a gr- this is a great idea. <laughs> yes, that's the noise that Zed makes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> that would be great, give actually. Me, yeah, give me Zed the Toolman Taylor. Yeah. So no, Zed says I've got a good idea. 
because it always works, I'm going to turn these humans into, into evil Power Rangers. Yeah, Boy, I didn't just, remember he was super obsessed with this idea. Like yeah, that has been stuck on this concept for a while now of literally any time new people show up in Angel Grove, he's like, ooh, they'll make great new Rangers. He actually took the time to like turn directly to the camera and assure the audience that this is a thing I should keep trying to do. So... To be fair, he comes up with different ways to do it every time, so at least he's shaking things up. Like, this time his idea is to steal the original Power Rangers power coins. Yeah. Wait, hold yeah. on. Original, A, eh? Because I'm, I'm pretty sure we've seen that. Wait, what? I mean, Rita did it. Well, but... yeah, no, I mean, it's, oh, it's sure. new for him. Yeah, he has not tried that yet. He has tried to make them from the, like, the green crystal that had Tommy's green power... They tried to have a snake bite him. Yeah, that was the other thing is like last time he tried to do this, he didn't have the fucking power coins. He was just like, I'll just make evil Power Rangers. And it never really came up like how he would do that. So I I don't know. It's kind of weird that he keeps this. Is this the third time that he's tried this? I guess so. Yeah. Oh, no, wait. And also, was Zed the one who tried to make Putty Rangers and then they got trained? Or was that Rita? I, I think, think that was Rita. Rita. I think it was season okay. one. Okay. All right. So that third. was the lobster. Yeah. Oh, right. That did have the lobster. So, so like, Zed is stuck on this for some reason. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to get the power coins. Well, oh, if that's... It's just... Everybody's like, oh, all the other villains are like, why didn't we think of that? Well, because it's, like, the hardest thing you could do. Like, <laughs> like, like Rita managed to, to actually pull it off and still lost. Like... Yeah, I mean, Rita got them by t- capturing their their parents, right? Like that's how she did it. That she hostages yep, their yeah. parents. So and and then they handed them over to Goldar, which you should remember because that's going to be pretty important in this episode, actually. Um, so we cut down to the park, and of course, the first thing that the teenagers do when they are introducing these um these foreign kids to their nation their great nation is teach them karate <laughs> the ancient american art of karate <laughs> it's so great i mean of course that's what tommy's going to do like what's he going to do like take them to the fucking like, movies no tommy's, of course not tommy's the guy who like he moved around a lot before this right Every school yeah. he went to, like, if he managed to, like, learn another kid's name, he'd be immediately be like, hey, come over, come over to my place after school. I'll, uh, I'll show you some, some sweet moves. And then he'll just force that kid to watch him do, like, kicks and stuff. Yeah, it's, it's like the guy who knows all the special moves in Mortal Kombat, but they, but, like, won't tell you how to do them. When you're a little kid, and you're well, like, oh, you're yeah. so I mean, cool. to, to Tommy's credit, he does try to show everyone how to do it, like, all the time. Yeah, he tries, yes. he tries to get uh, Pablo, the, the Mexican representative, to, to do the kick with him. So we should also mention in this scene that all three uh, remaining rangers, the three rangers-to-be, and all of the representatives of the foreign countries are now in matching t-shirts and shorts. And yeah, this the, puts- the three new rangers. Like... They're just not, and also we will see Jason, uh, Trini, and Zach in this episode. Well, in our no, no, we'll see. Do we actually ever see them? I don't recall. Yes, we do. We see archived footage yeah, of in fact, Jason and Trini. I don't think we ever see Zach. It, well, Jason and uh, Trini both appear in in scenes that were deleted scenes from other episodes, according to so says Ranger Wiki. In in any case, 
Uh, so are... saith Ranger Wiki. <laughs> but they're in this episode. But but my point was going to be they never say like why they're not with everybody else. Like they don't. Yeah, even they don't. Try. Yeah, they've, they've dispensed with making excuses at this point. Right. Um. They so... honestly, the like this could just be the new Rangers for the way the episode treats them because they're basically part of the team. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. We've lamented this before, but like we're only going to get this status quo of like Rocky, Adam, and Aisha being just sort of friends of the Rangers without being Rangers for two episodes. This one and the next, and that's a bummer because it, it's cool. Like it's I, a cool idea. Yeah. Now it does get a little weird, which we'll discuss in a second. But I like the idea. It, it's it's neat. So Pablo does his spin kick because if Tommy's going to teach anybody anything, it's going to be a fucking spin kick. <laughs> and uh. The but by the way, when I when I told um my wife Adrian that uh Tommy might possibly be a girl in the next one, she was like, Well, I mean, it doesn't matter as long as all she does is spin kicks, right? Like that's the only important thing. Right, yeah, that's that's Tommy's basically entire character somehow. Yeah. So anyway, um th- they're training they're trying to teach these kids how to do karate. Uh, just to you know, I guess to break the ice sorta. Uh so but then what- we co- Go ahead. Oh, uh, I, we cut to the moon, but it's not real. It's not real important. Like it's just Zed. Like, well, it's thing. not important except for this one thing, which is that Zed says, "I'll get the three Rangers and imprison their new friends in the cave. Right. Back to the cave with you, Adam, Rocky, and Aisha. I know you were just there for two episodes, but back to the cave, like." That's pretty funny to me. Why did they start using the cave and not their magical, like, holding cell beneath the castle? (laughs) I guess so the rangers can show up and rescue them, I guess, more easily. (laughs) There's also a gag in this. Apparently, um, well, okay, we'll get to it later when Bulk and Skull show up. But yeah, like, yeah, no, the the dark dimension is kind of hard to use right now because Goldar's been trying some new projects out and he's got stuff just everywhere. Oh, he, okay, gotcha. He's got like bits of an old Trans Am like laying around that he's been right. fixing up. Oh my god! No, now- don't talk about someone fixing a car. Why not? You'll summon him. <laughs> summon who? Oh, 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 god damn it! Oh, oh. <laughs> so okay, so um. Yeah. So yeah. Cut- so we cut back down, and this is what I wanted to get to because Tommy has apparently found a way to combine karate with like it's it's tai chi, but not tai chi. Right. It, like they're they're doing like in the park tai, tai chi karate. poses, but also yelling like it's karate. Um, is this the part where we pretend to know things about martial arts? Well, I know what Tai Chi looks like, because I've seen enough people do it, but yeah, I mean, you're right, I don't know exactly what it is. It, it is slow forms that he's teaching these other people, except then they'll break out into punches and yells for a second, and then go back to very peaceful movements. Then we cut over to Billy and the Israeli representative, and like, listen, I'm not going to learn these people's names. Sorry. Like, it's not important. Uh, and Billy can just... Boy, Billy can't keep his dick in his pants, huh? Like, when was the last single episode female character that Billy didn't hit on? Was it the 
Oh, I was going to say it was the deaf girl in like the third episode, but no, he totally hit on her too. No, like <laughs> Never Kimberly, mind. Kimberly's cousin. Okay, well, she was like a very small girl. Right, so she, was, at least... she was significantly younger, so thank yeah, God. <laughs> but, I mean, Billy is just like so, uh... Are all the girls as pretty as you in your country? And I'm like, Which, fuck, okay, really? Okay, Billy, that's a horrible line for so many reasons. Billy, aren't you supposed to be a nerd? Like, wait, A, come up with a better line. B, be too scared to say that shitty line. One of those two things. It's like, called character development, Zach. God, it's He's so old hat at this now. Yeah, he's hit on the, so yeah, many girls. Thing. He's just Not good at it. Not all character development is positive. Yeah, apparently not, because this is not great. I don't like it. But thankfully, Putty's Looney Tunes out from behind a tree. <laughs> yes. This is so good. There's like six of them, and they all like they're all like single file behind the uh tree, and then they peek out from opposite sides. And this girl is like, Holy fuck, what is that? And I love I lo- I, I, I love that you've turned Looney Tunes into a verb. Well, it's the only I time mean, I've ever seen that. Like, yeah, no, I mean, it's yeah. pretty evocative of what happened. So, Also, I, I, love really, I really I, love that we're finally getting people reacting reasonably to putties, because yes, the citizens yeah. of Angel Grove sure as hell don't care. Right. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. So, Billy tells uh, Tamara, which is the Israeli representative lady's uh, name, too, Head back to the to the to the youth center, and then, but Tommy tells like the other representatives just go hide behind that tree. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, it's it's a tree that's clearly got a pocket dimension behind it, so they should be safe as long as they go behind there. But yeah, then then the other the three new characters, Rocky, Aisha, and God, I can't wait till they're Power Rangers, so I don't have to figure out a weird way to say this every time. Um. They, they're like, just, just say the Rangers to be. That's what I said. Rangers to be. There you go. They're like, we'll also fight. That's not weird. Like, let's just do this. (laughs) Let's just beat up these putties. So, this is weird because this is one of the only times where Rangers are assembled and not color coded properly. Oh, that's true because they're all wearing the same. Uh, I mean, Aisha still got yellow. Aisha's socks. got a yellow, yellow headband, and Adam's got black pants. Which is um, funny because they're not Power Rangers yet. Like, right? But I, the, I don't. I, I, I believe I established this early on. Your color is part of your essence. Yeah, that's true. We we did mention that for sure. Yeah. Um. So also, also, Kimberly technically is wearing her color. Um, we'll see in some of the fight scenes, but she's got a pink undershirt on. Oh, okay. So, uh, all the, the, the foreign students run, and, like, God, that doesn't sound good, but I don't know what, the representatives? Well, they're, I mean, they're foreign, they're they're like foreign exchange, so I mean, that Yeah, but it makes me sound like I'm going, all the foreigners, but I don't mean to. So, anyway, uh, they all go hide, and then they're like, oh my God, what is happening? And then Goldar and, and, and fucking okay. Goldar and some more putties okay, I, materialize I, around them. I I just want to say I the dialogue they give all of these the diplomats is bad. Yeah. Um. <laughs> very yeah. stereotyping. Oh, you're talking about how like how Pablo is constantly saying adios and shit like well, that. And yeah. the, the Chinese, yeah. the Chinese, uh. Diplomat goes, Aya, what what are those? Or whatever. Oh, and God, like, I didn't even I, notice that. Okay. Yeah, it's... 
So they mm. they get captured by Goldar, and guess who sees where Goldar is taking them? But Bulk and Skull, who pop out from behind the same Yeah, they do the exact tree. fucking move. They also Looney Tunes out from that tree. <laughs> it's, it's so really good. Great. And they're like, where are they taking him? I don't know, but let's follow. And also, Bulk has his weird hat back, which I didn't notice until this moment. Also, um, also before that happens, yeah. we get a pretty good like uh, spring kick from Oh, Aisha. yeah, okay. And then yeah. we, we get our full- Also, I, I do want to put it, it's not just his hat. Bulk and Skull have completely different outfits compared to what they were wearing earlier. Right, because they know. put on their investigating clothes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you gotta, get, you gotta get in the right clothes to investigate. But yeah, I just I just wanted to point out from the fight that um, Aisha, who is properly color coordinated, like takes out a putty in a single punch. So clearly she's yes. powered up, but with affinity uh, to her color. Oh, I see. Gotcha. And it, it might also be the fact that she clearly doesn't have as much training as Adam and Rocky do, who are doing just flips all over the fucking place. Right. Well, yeah, that's but, the thing. She's not showboating. She's just going straight for the Z. Yeah. But so, speaking of showboating, so there's a moment where. Uh, during the fight where Tommy just kind of does a cartwheel and then somewhere along the way, like, rips out some of the grass. Yes! Fucking, yes! Fucking pocket sands it into the face of one of the putties and yeah. then punches it. <laughs> it's great! It's so good! There's also a bit where Kimberly jumps on a uh, a putty who's in, like, a saddle horse position and his eyes glow red and he goes like, Rawr! like... <laughs> He's like, clearly it's, very upset. If it was possible, like, it's the closest thing putties can come to having their eyes, like, bulge out of their sockets. Right, like a cartoon character. There's yeah. a, there's a p- bit where Tommy knocks a putty onto the ground, jumps into the air, slow-mo, like, falls to, like, drill his fist into this putty's chest. But while he's doing that, another putty is, like, getting a piggyback ride from him. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's awesome. Because you have to remember, that's still a person, which means that to- uh, JDF jumped with a person on him, which is impressive as fuck. Like, yeah, it- it's cool. Um, It's a good putty fight. I, I really enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, can you guys tell that we really like the putty fights? I mean, it- you might be able to tell because we describe the putty fights, but when we get to the uh, Zord fights, I just usually say, and then the Zord fight happens. I mean, there's so- just not a lot else to say about them. Well, there is this episode. I can't fucking wait to the sword fight this episode. So, um, we go, we cut to the cave, the cave. Well, before we, before we get to that, the, um, the, the three current rangers, welcome to the rangers of bees, like, and, and I guess to sort of help ease the kids into the idea that these three new rangers are, are good to have along, they actually give them a pep. It's like, man, it sure was great to have you three helping us out with that fight. Way to go. Oh yeah, we were just we just helping out any way we can, and then Rocky and I. Again, I don't know if this is the character they gave him or if this is just Steve Cardenas like not being a very good actor, but he perpetually seems confused. So, he, <laughs> so the way he delivers, hey, wait, where did the other, where did the Teen Summit people go? And it's like, oh fuck, no. I mean, again, and I am. We are going to do actor spotlights when they become Rangers, but. I see. I think Steve Cardenas was already like a third degree black belt when when they hired him, so, and that's definitely why they hired him. Like, yeah, no, that, his that's... his line readings remind me of somebody who brought a question on an index card to a town hall meeting. Yeah, it's not yeah. very good. It's it's weird because I don't I don't want to pick on him 
But it, no, here's, the thing is, well, here's the it's thing. with these three people, like, because this show has a tendency to hire people for their karate fighting and not so much for being actors. We're sort of back to square one again now that we're adding new people. Like, this is right back right. to when we were talking about the characters in, like, you know, in back at the beginning of season one of, like, wow, these people cannot act. And and the the actors that we've had this whole time either got better or at least we got used to them. Well, right. I think part but, like, of it is kind of the right writers figured out over time. And, like, I know crediting the writers with actually actively doing something is a stretch, but <laughs> I feel like they did kind of get a grasp for, like, the what they're good that at. the actors could hit well. Yeah. And they started kind of writing for that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, I don't... I don't want to make fun of Steve Cardenas because, like, even in the two or three episodes we've seen, like, he's super fun to watch in the fights. Like, right. he's well, very, here's the very thing. good. Here's the thing. Johnny Young Bosch, who will go on to become a very illustrious voice actor, is uh-huh. also not good in this. Oh, he's terrible and, right now. And here's yeah. the thing. It'll be almost ten years from now. I think it's eight years from now before he gets a voice acting role. So, like, Power Rangers will be the only thing he does for quite a while, and I think... I think he just had a lot of growth during that time. Yeah, I mean, yeah, for sure. Uh, that's that's definitely true. Steve Cardenas is he's a martial artist first, and then like eighth, he's an actor. Like clearly, that is not his priority, and that's fine. And he's I don't really think it ever at, was intended yeah. to be because I don't think he went on to do a lot of acting outside of this. No, I think this was pretty much it, and and that's okay. Like he's very good in the fights, so th- that's a bummer that he's. It, it's it's very obvious, but. But you know what? Whatever. Like he's a, he's yeah. Him and him and everyone else who's been on the show so far. Right. So so okay. Um, Balk and Skull see them taking these kids to the cave, and they're like, Balk "Wait, and Skull the- managed to successfully tail them all the way to this fucking cave. That's impressive." Yeah, and also they're like, uh, "Well, if these are the Power Rangers, then why aren't they just beating the shit out of them?" Uh, they don't use that phrasing. Uh, and no, they, no, you should use the phrasing they say because they say, "Why don't they make dog meat out of those guys?" Right, and uh, uh, Bulk is like, "Well, maybe they're just like seeing where they take them." Yeah, that's yeah. Maybe they're trying to figure out where they're like bases or whatever. Right. And then here's something fucking wild. Bulk insists that he knows a way to get to a back entrance to this fucking <laughs> mystical cave. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> wait, okay, a couple things, real quick. A Wow, that's really brave of Balkan Skull compared to how they normally act. B, why the fuck do you know a back entrance to a cave in the middle of nowhere, Balk? This cave is where Balk goes to smash glass bottles when he's feeling antsy. Oh, this is this is where like Balk has a pipe set up in his garage that he just smacks with a with another pipe when he's mad to get his anger out. Gotcha. So, so, so what you're saying is this cave is why he ha- doesn't actually bully people anymore because right, he found a he found a healthier outlet. Okay, but also he totally doesn't know a back route to this cave. No, it's also a lie. Like we clearly see that's not true. So they take so Goldar takes these people into this cave, which is the same cave that we had last time, except there's fake stalagmites and stalactites in it now. And those fake they stalagmites got- and stalactites are freaking. Squat and Babu the fuck out. Yeah, they're like, it's so creepy in here. And Goldar's like, this is your home until Zed sins for you. I don't know why he doesn't need you right this minute, but whatever. Also, it's totally impossible to escape because... 
They <laughs> insist there's a force field, but they don't even bother to put the special effect. No, it's like it's I, just I think a the cave. idea was they were going to add a special effect and ran out of budget or time or something. I like the it's idea l- that Golder is counting on the fact that a like giant like armored monster is telling them this that they just won't even think to call him on his bluff. That's the thing. I think he's just lying. I think he's just like, if you try to escape, I'll kill you, and I'm very scary, okay? Bye! And then he just <laughs> leaves. Like, Because I can't imagine anyone in Angel Grove is really that freaked out by Goldar anymore, because he's been made chump change so many times. Yeah. I mean, so... Yeah, but these, these kids are from, from other countries. Right, they exactly. Don't, they don't this know is... how easy it is to take down Goldar. Right, so this is his one chance to be a badass again. Right. So uh, they all the six characters at this point meet up and they're like, uh, okay, well, we're going to try the, the, the Rangers to be, or like, let's go back. To, we'll go check the, uh, the Jim and juice bar. You guys look around. Also, I did want to point out real quick because I forgot. I know that they aren't color coordinated, but I do love as a character note that Kimberly took her fucking standard issue oh, yeah. shirt and went, nope, and cut off most of it so that it's a belly shirt. <laughs> Um, so anyway, they, they, then, okay, then a note attached to a parachute <laughs> falls down from the sky. Yes. Uh, <laughs> how do, what? Some putty, some putty <laughs> had to paraglide over to drop that note. I like to. I want to see paragliding putty. So, so here's what, here's the deal. It's a message from Zed telling them that they've got them hostage and demanding their power coins. Like, remember That's when, Remember when Zed wanted to send them a message so he, like, burned, like, words into the ground with his staff? Yeah. This that is... wasn't a message for the Power Rangers. That was intended for Goldar. Yeah, oh, but right. still. and this, But this is much less scary. Also, I like to imagine that with how fucked the physics are in Power Rangers, what actually happened is they just dropped it off the moon. <laughs> staff and it just happened yeah to- <laughs> yeah <laughs> so uh we got to the command center finally okay so and- we did, did we actually say what the note says i don't think we did yeah i did it's oh. they're demanding it they want the power coins for the ambassador right yeah it's the it's same thing hostage. rita tried yeah um i like so- the idea that zed was so contemptful of rita like he didn't even bother like looking looking over what she did at any time. He, he did not review those reports that she turned right. in. Like, he just right. threw them in the fire. So here's the thing. Zed's Hold on, did Rita turn in reports? Did she actually, like, fill out papers? No, I assume she made Goldar do it, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's just sheets and sheets of parchment somewhere that she turned over with all the Power Rangers weaknesses on them, and it's meticulously researched, and Zed was like, whatever, and just did not read those. Like, that's why he makes the same exact mistakes that she did, because he didn't read the fucking paperwork. This is the problem. When you get 300 pieces of paper, you just ignore it. It's too much. But it's all there. He just fucked up. That's yeah, he took he took his he took his entire inbox, saw five hundred unread messages, and marked them and all. And just deleted red. them all. Yep, <laughs> that's what I do. But anyway, so uh, yeah, at this point, they they go to the command center. Um, 
Zordon's like, or, or sorry, Alpha is like, this is an international incident. So I That's not out, Alpha's voice out. at all. That's Zordon's voice. I fucked up. Uh, I want to point out. <laughs> Hold that- on. Can we talk about the, the, the transition from the, the fucking parachute scene? To oh, the it's a paper airplane. Center? It turns the whole yeah. video into a paper airplane shape somehow. Yeah. No, yeah. they're, they're really getting their money's worth out of this free trial. Yeah. But so, I also um, I also want to point out that it's specifically just Tommy, Kimberly, and Billy who are in the command center. Yeah. Um. So, uh, Zordon is like, or they're like, okay, well, we'll go rescue them right now. And Zordon is like, okay, Tommy, but remember that as the leader of the Power Rangers, you really got to do this right because the future of world peace may def- depend upon these teens. Now, does he mean that they're going to grow up to be world leaders, or does he mean that this teen peace conference has, like, actual oh, yeah, no, like, if these, if legislation these teens, passed yeah, at no, it? Yeah, no, if these teens, like, become evil Power Rangers, it will be an international incident, and, like, World War Three will happen. Okay. Also, another thing to point out, Zed's plan is to turn these kids into evil Power Rangers, which means that it literally hinges on Wait, them. Does he say evil Power Rangers or just evil? He says no, evil Power, Power Rangers, Rangers. Which is why he wants the Power Coins. That's why he wants the coins. But the problem is that his whole plan depends on them falling for this transaction and then Goldar not honoring it, which they've literally done before. But again, Zed didn't read the paperwork, so he doesn't know that happened already. <laughs> um, but they, uh, you know... Tommy's like, okay, well, whatever, fine, I can do this. We cut back up to the team, uh, up to the moon, sorry. Uh, they're like, okay, well, we can do this. We're, we're going to get our coins. It's yeah, going to be awesome. It's basically a requisite, hey, the plan's still happening scene. And then we cut <laughs> to Balkan Skull, who are on a precarious cliff, inching towards the front of the cave, uh, and like... Again, I love this episode. Like, Skull's pants are fucking ripped and shit. Like, they're going for this in a way that they normally don't. Like, Yeah, and it looks like it's about to rain, which sucks, because then they aren't going to have grip, and, like, this entire endeavor is going to be completely wasted. Don't fucking get me started on on fucking Breath of the Wild and rain. But anyway, so uh, then we get our scene with Jason, because... uh, they he summons the additional rangers to meet everybody together in front of the cave so they can all fight. Um, we just God, get a this quick happened, shot. This happened so quick, I missed it. There, well, there's a quick shot of Trini just looking like she forgot what her line was. It feels like this. Is, these are cut scenes, and it looks like they got cut because they were like flubs, but they just had to have extra footage. It's oh yeah, no. There's so a there's weird. a quick stock shot of Zach. So Zach does technically appear in this episode. Okay, but yeah, but like this isn't like cut material from lost episodes or anything. These are blown takes. Right, that's what I'm saying. It's but really bizarre. Killed, so what got me here is that was just a quick scene in the viewing globe, right? And I missed it. So then Tommy says it's morphing time, and we see just like the three of them in the command center going for it, and then everybody morphs. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, yeah, no, they're 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 showing up. I mean, they say it. It's just right, but very they don't fast. teleport. They don't teleport over first or anything. They just morph from wherever they are. Right. Um. Let's take a quick break and we'll come back and talk about what happens when they get to the cave. 
Alright, so uh, we're in front of the cave, all our rangers. Tommy has this box that he... God, I've, I that show was great for the longest time, all my <laughs> rangers, but you know, it just... It's been going on too so long, man. He pulls this box out, and I'm just so excited about what's about to happen. <laughs> because oh, it's one of my guys, favorite guys, things. I, we we yeah. keep ending back at the previous time, the gold are one of the park coins. Is this the same box? This looks like I, the same box. For some reason, I feel like the first box had, like, green velvet inside. Like, I feel... And also, these coins are bigger than the normal ones. That's the other thing. Right, for reasons yeah, that we'll and, get to. And anyway... Tommy shows up and just gives the power coins to Goldar and like Okay. So I want to point something out. Last time they had to give the power coins up when they handed Goldar the coins, they Well yeah, because they didn't have the, the fucking coins. coins. Like Right. The coins are what make yeah, them power rangers. Like, the fact that Goldar doesn't see through this is insane. I I mean he's at this point Goldar's an idiot. Like they've they've gradually turned him into a goofy you know, whatever, and like I get it, I understand why. I I like to think that Goldar isn't isn't so much an idiot as he's gotten after defeat after defeat after constantly getting kicked around by both of his bosses. Like he's just fucking well, given up. Yeah, man. but like, still, you should understand how your villain, your enemy's powers work. Like he should know that. <laughs> look, look this this was a win. Goldar just needed a win. <laughs> he just okay? needed this so bad. So he takes the coins and they're like, now turn over the hostages. And he's like, ha ha, I never intended to release your hostages. Surprise at this betrayal. <laughs> like, yeah, he he literally says when they hand it over, he s- literally says without the power coins, you're yeah, helpless. But there's still more. Somehow not putting together that they're still wearing and then their Billy super just armor. fucking grabs the box back and is like, it's fine. They're fake anyway. <laughs> and Goldark is so mad and he summons <laughs> putties and... <laughs> Goldar is absolutely incensed that they betrayed him after having just gloated about betraying them. I love the fact that Billy is able to just walk up and take the box, which, A, means (laughs) that if they had been the real coins, they could have just done that. Right. (laughs) And B, means that Goldar really wasn't being particularly careful with this box. Yeah, it's, it's pretty funny. Then we get a putty fight. Also, Goldar has... There's some some pretty fun Goldar sword work in this in this uh, fight, which we haven't seen in a while against Tommy, which is kind of cool. Um, he's just you know wailing on Tommy, and Tommy's just blocking and dodging. Uh, they. So do you guys think the uh, new actors are in the suits already? Hmm. So the on the the IMDb for this episode, it credits the voice actors for these suits. But there, it's like, and I think we've actually said this for Trini specifically before, it credits Judy. That's it. No last name. Like, so. That's the person that's credited as being inside the alpha suit. Right, but that's. So. Is it really? Yeah. Right, but that's, but that's just, but that's just voice. Anyone can do the ADR. Yeah, right. Part, I, like. I don't know who's in the suits. It's a good question. I think we, we've looked at, in looking at the Red Ranger, we can tell it's not Jason, right? Like, he's not. Right. Well, yeah, obviously. Plus, he just wasn't around right. to film this. Like, there's no way they filmed this many ranger fights. Yeah, ahead but of time. I, I, it's a good question. It could just be putty actors who are, who are doing the, this for right now, like, or or other random stuntmen. Like, I don't know. It's a good question. Um, but they win the fight. 
uh, they run in all the 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 representatives. Yeah. So the the nice the nice thing about um the White Ranger having a sword and not just a dagger flute is that he can actually spar yeah. with Goldar. So like you mentioned, there's, some, yeah, there's cool. some sword work here. And um, so at this point, they they save the teens. They're like the force field is deactivated, or it never existed. One or the other. Who knows? <laughs> And they they take these teens outside. The the representatives are all like, "Wow, it's the real Power Rangers!" And there's a quick like, "Wait, how do you even know who we are?" Which is pretty funny because yeah. it's like, like you've heard of us in your country, which yeah. is is weird because like again, just recently we found out the people just in the next town over have not heard of the putties. Right. Yeah. So like, I mean, again, they kind of have it both ways. It's like, are they local or? Does everyone know who are, they are? Are the Rangers established as knowledge? Are they just rumors? Does no one know about them outside of Angel Grove? So, right. So the the comics make it really clear that the Power Rangers are internationally known and also like respond to incidents. Right, because there's the no world. real like, reason for Rita or Zed to only attack Angel Grove. Like even even though they know they're there, it doesn't really make sense because they'll show up wherever. Like. Yeah, frankly, yeah, frankly, yeah, frankly, it would make more sense for them to target other places because that puts the Rangers more yeah, off their. I don't know because they could teleport. Right. Well, yeah. No, it's not like they can't get there, but like fighting in strange cities where they don't know, like they don't know what places right. are there, and like, like it, there, there's. Potential for international right. issues. There, there's no, there's them just showing up to fight. Yeah, there, there's just Italy. no specific reason why they would always attack this one place. So, I mean, I get why the the comics had it be not that way. So, after everybody leaves, um, we, Bulk and Skull fall from this cave in a shot that they would fall out of the sky. Like, holy yeah, shit. Th- in a shot that would absolutely kill them if it was real people. They would be super dead. Uh, and Bulk, his butt hurts because guess what? He sat on the box and he takes it out. And I love this scene. It's. Oh, this scene is one of my favorite it's one of things. My favorite in Power Bulk Rangers. and Skull scenes in a really long time because the acting on the, uh, the, the part of both of them is really fun. Like Bulk is like, oh my God, we did it. And he hands. Yeah. So Bulk immediately, Bulk immediately goes yeah, to the And he hands mode. the box to, to, uh, Skull. And Skull takes them out, and while Bulk is talking about, like, okay, we're gonna, uh, use these coins, take to the, these coins to the summit, and, like, reveal everybody, or that they're the real Power Rangers, and as he's talking about this, <laughs> Skull starts eating the Power Coins. <laughs> so, Bul- Skull takes one out, he lifts it up and realizes that it's only, like, foil. He sniffs it. Realizes it's chocolate and starts unwrapping it's Hanukkah it. Hanukkah guilt, it. you guys. It's so great. Like <laughs> I love this so much. So, so here's my question: Did Alpha make chocolate power coins for them to <laughs> for, pull this off, or did they already that's have a good them? Question. I it's think part of I Alpha's think, marketing kit. I think Alpha gave them to them for Christmas, and they didn't eat it because chocolate coin chocolate is garbage. I don't know if anybody's. <laughs> Except it's except except this isn't normal chocolate coin chocolate apparently. Yeah, Skull says it's delicious. Yeah. Skull says And and then yeah. he's and then he does the plane thing. He goes <laughs> and like puts it at he feeds Bulk's it to mouth. Bulk. 
And Bulk takes a bite. Yeah, Bulk actually opens his mouth to like cooperate again, with this. Skull stops sh- like just short of saying, "Here comes the choo-choo." Like, <laughs> so good. <laughs> and again, it's not just us making this up. Like they're they're clearly a couple. It's adorable. I love it so much. <laughs> oh my god, I love them in this episode. So, so here's the thing. We the Power Rangers have saved the day. The evil plan has been foiled. For all intents and purposes, we're done. <laughs> yeah, we're 13 minutes into the episode. This episode's over. Like, they could just roll credits, but there's seven minutes left, so they make a monster. Like, yeah. Zed seriously, Zed is just like, okay, you guys have failed me again. My only chance at this point is to create a monster. Like, it's Which, just why did, so... Why did you wait till now? Yeah. It's just nothing. It's just nothing. I mean, this is going to be important because of what happens, but, like, boy, this is padding. Like, otherwise, this is just nothing. Um, So I really like that none of these representatives, including Billy, seem to have a last name. Oh, yeah, on the little podiums, that it's just the first names. <laughs> yeah, it just says Billy, USA, yeah, Pablo, Mexico. Uh, so this four-headed monster's name is Forehead, which is... I like a lot. I think that's pretty good. Uh, the rangers all show up. They immediately use the power blaster to make this monster grow. Okay, okay. You skipped over a scene where the rangers are talking to the rangers-to-be, and Rocky gives the worst no problemo I've heard <laughs> in anything. About and I've that. seen Terminator 2. Yeah, that's weird. Why does he... A literal robot learning how to use <laughs> slang said no problemo better yeah. than Rocky does here. Um, they, so anyway... Is, they bl- is it supposed to be a callback to when Pablo said it earlier? That's what I was wondering is if he's like trying to fit in with the dude from Mexico. I hope not. Don't do that. I mean, like, in fairness, in fairness, the, the guy playing the dude from Mexico is pretty handsome. He's a good okay, looking guy. Fair enough. That's true. Yeah, yeah, just throwing that out there. So they blast this monster, and there's a quick shot of them using the the weapon like they always have. But then it clearly turns into the weapon they have in Die Ranger. Like, that's definitely the blast from Die Ranger. Yeah, the five colored balls. Right, well, yeah, because they can't show... Right, because they can't show the... They don't have a shot of that monster getting hit by the power blaster. So... then they, What's really great, though, in. is unlike most monsters that get hit by the power blaster, this monster doesn't explode. It just kind of, like, falls off a skyscraper it wasn't standing on, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. That's pretty good. Um, So, Zed makes the monster grow. They summon... Yeah, this has been the this has been the the status quo for a little bit. Is they do a really half-assed like super move to win against the monster. Zed says, "No, you didn't win," and makes it grow. Like they could just skip that part and just have them start right. out big. Um, so they I feel summon, like they've done that sometimes. They have a couple times, but they still usually do this thing for no reason. But clearly, they needed a, like a lot of fucking uh, padding in this episode. So uh, at this point. They summon the Zords, um, and they immediately go into Mega Tiger Zord mode. Right, like, they, they just want, they just, this monster was an afterthought, and the Rangers want R- nothing to right. do with it. So they're trying to just, like, finish Which, this. Which, I just realized, we, this is only, like, the second time we've seen the Mega Thunder Tiger Zord, or whatever the proper name yeah. is. 
uh, whatever it is, the fucking Tiger Megazord. But the thing yeah. is, it does its super move, the fucking awesome move, where it like shoots the Thunderbird and it goes into Tron and it fucking, yeah. you know, fucking bless it. But the, the monster like has like a stick and it just <laughs> yeah. bats it back at them. <laughs> yeah, it fucking deflects it's it. It's really great. It made me laugh really hard. And then, um, <laughs> go ahead. Okay. No, I, I I think we're leading to the same thing. Um, apparently Zordon and Alpha have had a like backup plan for the eventuality yeah. in which this happens. Because Zordon goes activate Tor the the carrier Zord, it can shield the other Zords, and uh, Alpha's like, "Why didn't I think of that?" And Zack says, "That's a good fucking question. <laughs> how long have you had this? Have you had this since the beginning of the entire like, show?" Yeah, I I like how Zordon's priority, like Zordon's just like, huh. Maybe now we should think about shielding. Like, them do you when think they, they literally had this even before Titanus, like all the way back at the beginning? And they just, I assume, I assume like Tor and Titanus and was there a carrier Zord for the, uh, any of the other? Zords? Oh my God. It's just so like, God damn it, Zordon. You're such an asshole. I, I like to think that all the carrier Zords are just old bros and like they hang out wherever Titanus so, so lives and like, play poker and shit. Did Titanus but... stay dead or not? I don't remember. No, Titanus is alive. They will use him again. Uh, and, and because he's not in any of the footage later, they will use him again by literally just ramming the toys together and filming footage of them doing that. So get ready for that. <laughs> Some robot chicken yeah, shit but... coming up. So speaking of uh, Zords and adorable, oh man, Mike, you do one. No, uh, no, you're better you at this. You got no, this. I can't. I can't. I can't do it. I can't do the good segues like you can. Okay, whatever. Tours. Oh, you just want to segue. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, shoot. Uh, you kind of caught me off guard. I was reading Twitter. Oh, I see you put them um, on the spot. Yeah. I'm, I'm so used to there being like five other people talking, so I can just kind of turn away for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> No man, man, we're on a we're a three man we're a three man outfit it's here. It's fine, be whatever. Game. Zor. Okay, so Tor Tor shows up. Tor is Tor, fucking Tor amazing. Is, is it me or when Tor shows up? He starts small and then like like Super Mario Brothers yeah, grows no, in phases. He, no, Alpha fucking throws a goddamn yes. Pokeball and Tor like yeah, comes and out of also, it. Also, Tor. Is adorable. Holy shit, he's so cute. He's we've talked before about like. The fact that, uh, like how they do the non-suit zords, like, you know, when it's like the, um. They're animatronic. Well, no, they're they're usually just puppets. And in this case, that's really clear because Tor has a long neck and his head is clearly just on the end of a string because it moves around all crazy constantly. And I love it. It's really, really cute. It's a goofy looking fucking robot. It's a so, big. T- yeah, go ahead. So he does a lot of like just kind of rocking back yes. and forth. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Tor has like big cannons on either side of him, um, but he's also got like this sort of thing on his his back that looks like kind of like the spoiler on a car. But it's actually yes. there for a reason because he can do this thing where like he'll he'll kind of fall backwards onto his hind legs but then the back of his head will become like a man face yeah oh like we haven't we we're yeah. so yeah. far like from there like it's weird though. okay so yeah so he also has a jimmy leg <laughs> yeah. like one of his legs just keeps like twitching around and it looks like he's like 
like rearing up for like some sort of like charge attack, oh, but that never happens. So okay, <laughs> Tor shows up, and the first thing that happens because he's a turtle. Well, okay, so I mean, I mean, first of all, he blasts That's true. the fucking yeah, yeah, monster. Yeah, with those we also get a dramatic monster. zoom in on like he, the tiger zord's face, like he's he shocked the Tor is there. Yes, yeah, it's great. Yeah, so. So Tor immediately passes the uh, mat test, which is shooting the monster true, with its yes. guns. But then the monster. <laughs> but then the monster. So the monster's response to that is to run up to Tor and fucking kick him like a he fucking flips football. Him over. It's so and it's stuck. He's stuck. The turtle is stuck. <laughs> yeah, he's stuck. His little his little turtle legs are just <laughs> flailing in the air and. He can't move. It's, and those tra- the red dragon sword runs up and goes, it's okay, buddy, I got you. And he flips him over and pats him on his head. It's so awesome. <laughs> it is the Just, cutest zords ever. Like, Tor is I the best. It. And not to bring the room down, but doesn't he only appear like maybe like three or four times? I think it's more than that, but it's not very often. I mean, he's, he's kind of like their Titanus. They only pull him out when they really want to yeah, show off. Yeah, I mean, but... It's okay because this whole thing is so fucking adorable. Like I just love it so much. So yeah. So so after after the uh, red dragon sword writes him, he jumps in to fight for a little bit, and Tor is just kind of off to the side, dancing around and watching the battle. <laughs> he does this look like he's he looks like he's idling in Pokemon. Is what it looks like. Yeah. Like he's just kind of bouncing like it's, back. It's and hard forth. for us to convey just how much Tor wiggles throughout the the, the whole course he's of this really thing. Wiggly. It's. Like he's he's he his movements remind me a lot of he's, a, he's a little wiggly yes. boy. To- yeah, towards he's the little, littlest he's... wiggliest boy. <laughs> so yeah, so he according to Ranger Wiki, Tor only appears six times, which is a fucking shame. But yeah, so um, I imagine Die Ranger probably didn't use him much because I'll bet you the puppetry work for this was a lot more complex than they wanted. To and also, the there's some for. green screen shit because what happens next is. Uh, he does the thing Mike described earlier, and the red. So okay, so it stands up. So okay, so he so he retracts he retracts his head into like most of the way into his shell, like his ent- entire neck slides in, and he does the thing a lot of Zords do, where like his face slides down to show a more right. humanoid face underneath. And then, um, but it's it's then, weird like, because. At least when most Zords go from, like, animal form to, like, man form, like, the front is still the front. Not with yes. Tor. Like, the front it's of his, his person form yeah. is his back. Yeah. And and then, like, the red dragon, it, his chest or back, depending on how you're looking at it, opens. And the red dragon Zord makes this, like, makes his motion like, oh, boy. And then he green screen jumps into the other Zord. Okay, before that happens, though, um, his guns that he had mounted, oh yeah, like they f- slide, like it, like slides out, and he gets uh, finger cannons, yeah, like finger the cannons. dragon sword, and and he just like Gatling guns yeah. the fucking. Uh, the- fucking then the red dragon sword gets inside. You get a shot of him inside, like connected to it by wires, and like powering him I mean- up. I guess in the original version of this, like, the Turtle Zord, like, helped re-energize or empower the Red Zord. Yeah, I think he, like, supercharges right. it or but something. But th- instead, what happens is that then we get the literally just all the Zords sitting on top of Tor. Yeah, so they f- they form that, right, like, flying so- go-kart thing. 
Um, right. We, we don't the actually see that. Palace. We don't actually see that form up, which is a bummer. Yeah. Um, yeah. The heavenly cheap. The heavenly cheap palace is what Dyer they call Ranger. it in. Uh, uh, it's Dyer but it's Ranger, just sitting on top of Tor, and then we see Tor's finishing move, which is the best finishing move in all of Power Rangers because it's just it's just the red dragon sword spinning his staff to lift off Tor like. He picks Tor up yep. like Tails in Sonic at Sonic the fucking Hedgehog and drops Tor on the monster, thus reverse so Marioing it to kill it. It's amazing. It is the the shot of him landing and like just the earth around him just like exploding. It- <laughs> Is it's so awesome. It made me so happy. <laughs> I, my favorite part is the shot right before it, where we get the green screen of, like, half the screen is covered with the bottom of this, like, stack of Zord, and then it's the monster freaking out as it's about to get crushed. Yeah, it's What's, what's weird about this great. is apparently not just when he gets summoned, but, like, g- going from turtle form to person form to charging the red form to this super form, Tor just kind of grows and shrinks, like, randomly throughout this fight. You know, perspective is hard. as big as he needs to be at any any given time. Yeah, like any turtle. It, it, you know, perspective is tough. It's fine. <laughs> but I don't yes. even think it's a perspective thing. I suspect that that's one of his powers in Die Ranger is just getting all big. Oh, he definitely grows at the very beginning. Yeah, that's that's for sure. Um. So yeah, that's it. I mean, well, no, I guess that's that's not it. The monster's dead. They they cut back to the uh, the peace conference thing, and there's a very we get, tight, like we get the three rangers to be talking to Tommy and Kimberly about. Wow, you guys are amazing! It must be a big responsibility to be a Power Ranger. <laughs> we yeah, we also get a a really bad like the um the foreign diplomats or whatever summing up the lesson from the episode in their horrible, horrible dialogue. Yeah. Wait, there was a lesson? <laughs> I mean, well, that's... I mean... I mean, the Australian diplomat literally says, we sure learned a lot, mate. Yeah, oh my god, he literally does say that. It's so bad. Um, but, but, like, the, they try to ring, like, a, a if we all set aside our differences and work together, we can do anything kind of lesson out of this but i mean in my mind it, the actual lesson of the episode is have a turtle friend and i mean yeah. yes yes do that have a turtle friend turtles are good yep yeah i mean yep. so so that's it like that's the episode and it's fine it's just it, it's it's two episodes, basically. Like, these things are not connected at all. It's very strange. Usually, usually when there's padding, there's like two or three minutes of padding, and it's obvious. In this case, there was so much padding that it became like basically a second mini episode <laughs> because the conflict was already resolved. It- right. So I don't, I wouldn't even like padding doesn't really do this justice because normally padding is contentless. Right. This is just. They added an extra little bit that's completely unconnected to the rest of the episode, but still stands on its own. Because yeah. that was actually a really good Zord fight. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's like, you know, sometimes we've had episodes in the show where just the Zord fight doesn't happen. And then it's like they did that, and then after they realized the episode ended too soon, they decided to, like, wait, go back. We have to make this an episode with the Zord in it now. The Zordless bit didn't last long enough. Yeah, it, it's it's pretty funny. Um, but, but I love this episode. It's really goofy. 
There's Good Balkan Skull. Tour's amazing. And it's, I feel like it's a really fun one after a couple that have been kind of boring, to be honest. I mean, there was some good stuff in the Ninja Encounter, but it was padded. See, the Ninja Encounter, if you take, if you take the three episodes of the Ninja Encounter and cut them down into like an episode and a half, like it could be a pretty good episode. But the problem was it was three episodes where it really didn't need to be that many. Right. So, um, so yeah, that's it. Uh, we've got a couple, um, questions from listeners. Listeners, if you've got a question for us or, you know, a statement could also be that it does, it can be declarative. It doesn't have to be interrogative. I mean, if you, if you're really upset about something we've said, write us an essay about <laughs> it. That's happened in another yeah, podcast. If we got something wrong. Uh, you can send it to us at teens with dude on Twitter. Teenagers with attitude is our Facebook group, or you can send it to us. Uh, teens with dude at gmail.com. Um, and I've got a couple this week. Yeah. Uh, the hey, first... hey, the Zach's, I don't know if Zach is just losing track of them or if we're starting to run out of questions. Either way, send us some more. Yeah, um, we could we could use some more if you've got something you've been thinking about for a while or just something that you think would be fun to have us discuss. Send us to yeah. us. Because uh, uh, this is something I mean, we haven't said scenario, in a while. Worst but... case scenario, we don't have. I've got one on standby that we can. That we can well, we let's not let that happen. Um, <laughs> it's something we've been saying kind of since the beginning, but we haven't said it in a while. You can send us questions about anything. It doesn't have to be Power Rangers. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, so Parallelo Dad on Twitter sent a, a question, or not a question, an observation about the movie, um, which, as you may or may not remember, our headcanon is that uh, Kimberly eventually becomes Rita. That's that's kind of our, our thing that we made up based on the fact that uh, Kim is she's really so good, at, good at being Rita, be Rita, basically. And also and also Rita fucking hates Kim right. for some reason. Um, well, so he points something out and and follow me here, guys. What in the movie this is never good in the movie? What does Kimberly do besides the, the picture thing that gets her in trouble? Do you remember? I mean, she punched the dude's tooth. Okay, out. and what is the first thing that we see uh, Rita oh, doing? Oh god! <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> because it's collecting teeth. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> he said. He said, "Kimberly, uh, all Kimberleys in all universes are destined to become Rita." He says, <laughs> "There's always a Kimberly. There's always a Rita. There's always a lighthouse." <laughs> So, I when he pointed that out, I was like, "Fuck! How did I not make that connection?" That's a good point. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> so yeah, that's just something little, but it it made me laugh. Um, <laughs> yeah, I I I love how stuff like that keeps presenting itself. Like also that Amy Jo Johnson wanted to be Rita, which also I'm not sure that she would have been great at their specific version no no if they would have done a rita more like the tv show she would have been amazing yeah but that's yeah. not I mean, that if they'd done a rita more like the tv show the movie would have been better uh, that I like too. That rita. but anyway let's not get into it uh so also um a couple other small things uh the internet's weed lord vegeta uh, wrote in to tell me that the weed lord vegeta the weed lord vegeta wrote in to tell me that uh, the mobile game that's come out, the justification given by the game is, uh, for why all of the rangers are able to fight each other is that the, the fighting is taking place inside the morphing grid. And therefore, it Which... it is beyond time and space. 
so all the rangers oh, can geez. fight each other at once. <laughs> Which I think is pretty I mean, funny. We've 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 talked about this. The morphing grid is basically whatever magic they need for explaining. Oh yeah, shit. I mean they kept that part in the movie. Because <laughs> like because like what does that mean really no one can right say. exactly because it's nothing like it's it's nothing and everything because it can be anything i i just thought that was pretty funny um and then finally because we just had some small stuff uh garrett on twitter sent me a video from the nerdist which i guess the nerdist has a a uh a small video series called Because Science, where they do a bunch of science uh, about stuff you should never apply science to, which is kind of my jam. I think that's pretty funny. Um, and they did the calculations on the force at which Rita's staff impacts Earth in order to make a giant earthquake happen every single time that she does it. And essentially, they came out with the fact that it's, you know multiple nukes going off at once worth of force and garrett asks why did rita never just throw her staff directly at the command center which i think is a fair question (laughs) um so the the command center surely has deflector shields um it definitely more importantly though more importantly though the thing that's overlooked because the show doesn't really ever acknowledge this but um what's actually happening when that staff is being thrown at the earth is Rita is uh, pleading with demons that live underground to come out of the earth and make her monster. That's grow. the that's the da- the Ranger explanation, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So that's where the that's so the staff's impact isn't what's causing the earth to like crumble and quake. It is demons rising right. from the depths. Right. Actually, I'm gonna give points to the person asking this question because. I'm not sure the command center has deflector shields because, lest ye forget, the the uh, command center's defenses were penetrated by a Volkswagen Beetle. Well, they say that only Rangers can get in, which is why uh, the Green Ranger is able to get in at some point. But and and assumably why the Red. But that doesn't necessarily to. mean that if you shoot a cannon at it, it it will like bounce off. I I think that might just mean that like humans can't, other people can't come in. I, I don't know. It's a weird, it's a weird thing that they don't really so, explain super well. I'll I'll point this out. There's going to be an episode coming up where Zed comes to the command. Center. Yeah, but I I feel like that's like I don't he, I don't remember. They, I don't they remember have to let him in. It's, it's like a hostage situation. Yeah, thing. he like demands right. that they let him in or or something. Right, which implies that he can't just lay siege to the command center and enter that. That's way. true. Yeah, I mean that's fair. Because like if if your if your whole thing is it just works on vampire rules and you have to be fucking invited or whatever, like that just d- prevents them from sneaking in. That wouldn't Although, prevent them from busting. Well, the does the of- get like laid siege to like a few seasons from now? Like so that's what I was gonna say is, is in Zio they blow or like at the end of the third season they blow up the command center by going under it and planting bombs under it because they can't get in so i guess it must have shields but like only in a certain area around it or something i don't know exactly but the uh command center is made of uh material i'm gonna call morphium okay (laughs) that is uh nearly indestructible okay gotcha but yeah i i do think that's a funny point like rita throws her staff from the fucking moon and it causes a giant explosion and 
she never uses that like as a weapon uh, which you know i mean there's the, the observation's been made that the rangers morph and it causes explosions but i just i yeah the observation's been made in right canon, but i just I don't think i ever specifically thought of that exact thing <laughs> before so yeah i mean there you go there i mean and by that by that same metric though like You'd think when they summon the Zords, they could maybe try summoning it over the top of the monster so it, like, slams the fucking monster as it appears. Like, yeah. But yeah, it's a, it's a, anyway, that's a cute little video up on the Nerdist. I, I, I would recommend you give it a look. They've got some other neat stuff on there, too. Um, but that's it for this week, I think. Um, so. I was gonna, I was gonna reference the, the April Fool's joke that Mike made about leaving the show to go make a noodle podcast, but this episode won't be up for like two weeks, so that doesn't make sense. <laughs> Look, that's just, that's just a special thing for the Facebook group. Okay, fine. Yeah. Mike, what's your favorite kind of noodle? Um, the lady from the gorillas. <sighs> Joel? Um, the uh, main character of new indie game Snake Pass, which is out on neither uh, of you Switch, guys could say stuff. bow tie, huh? Like you just couldn't. Neither nope. you guys could. Look, Noodle the Snake is very freaking cute, and that game is cool, and people should check it out. Uh, fine, whatever. I hate you both. As long as <laughs> neither of you guys said angel hair, it's fine because that stuff's gross. Oh, oh no, angel hair is good. disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're both wrong. God damn it! All right, fine. Wait, how could we both be wrong? We said opposite things. Oh, I thought you said it was good, Joel. No, I hate okay, angel hair. Okay, but Mike likes it. Well, that's fine. Whatever. I mean, I, I prefer thicker pasta, but you know, angel hair would do in a pinch. Okay, so angel hair just gets all mushy when you add sauce to it. What, like, like when you leave uh, cereal and milk too long, or what? Right, yeah, it's just a weird texture that I do not okay, like. Fair enough. This is weird. This went in a weird direction. I'm going to end this. Uh, you should check out teenage. Uh, sorry, you should check out audio. Yeah, check out teenagers with attitude. Check it's out a cool audio new podcast Entropy, about Power Rangers, which is our website where you can find a bunch of other podcasts that we do, like the Digital Moncast that Joel is on, or the uh, Going Pear Shaped with Mike and Matt. Um, yes, which is also on Audio Entropy. Um, yes. And there's a bunch of other podcasts uh, involving people who are not here. Like, yeah, I mean, I yeah. So so screw it. I don't, mean, don't listen, listen to those because they couldn't you make. You should it. check out Cosmic Call if you haven't. And Luke and Ashley are on it. It's great. You should check out Totally Reprised if you've ever listened to it before and slipped off because they went to the third season and it sounds like it got really bad really fast, which is entertaining. Um. Yeah, check that stuff out. Oh, I guess I can make an announcement here. Joel and I are going to try to do a Let's Play of Persona 5. Yeah, to, to give you the, an idea, um, I hate anime and have, like, zero knowledge of Persona as a series. And I hate turn-based combat, but, like, Persona as a series. So we're going to see how this goes. Uh Technical issues aside, we should be trying to do that. Um, like, I don't know. Probably <laughs> in similar news. Check out Joel and 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 Luke's Let's Play of Sonic Adventure too. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we should have that up. Like by the time this goes up, at least the first episode, if everything goes right. If it doesn't, then yeah. Because here's the thing: the game's not out yet. We haven't actually figured out what our 
how recording is going to go or what our process we've, is for editing yeah, we've done or some testing, any of those details. Uh, and we, I think it's going to work. I just figured I'd mention it because people have shown some interest in us doing streaming and uh, I'm looking forward to it because it means I get to hang out with Joel a bunch and talk shit about basically I get to force him to watch anime. So that's exciting. Oh, Speaking of streaming, and I'm looking um, forward to trying and failing to date all the boys because apparently that game has not really yeah, evolved. We'll, at we'll all. talk about that when we play it. But yeah. Mike, go ahead. But I was going to say, speaking of streaming, uh, be sure to check out twitch.tv slash video entropy. Uh, our podcast network is doing all kinds of stuff on there. Uh, Jules has been making yeah, Gunpla. I mean, just, Molly's been playing Magic the Gathering recently with her girlfriend, Pris. I, if you're interested in shit we're doing on there, just to subscribe because, like, it's not so much scheduled for the most part as it is a bunch of us decide to play some board games and somebody decides to put it on stream. And yeah. usually that happens at like 11 o'clock. I think the All on the Watchtower folks tried to play uh, fucking Telltale Batman, didn't they? They did that. They, they went all yeah. the way through it. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll keep you up to date on anything that we were doing like that. And hopefully that won't uh, that'll work because I want to do that. So that's going to do it for us this week. Um Four Teenagers with Attitude. I've been Zach. There's only two of you. Come on. <laughs> it's a game of chicken now. Why don't you say something? I've been Mike. Thank you. And I've been Joel. And may the power protect you always. <laughs>